What in heaven's name is going on here? He tried to rob the payroll, Randolph. He attacked me in broad daylight. I didn't do nothing, man. This guy bumped into me. I did not. You knocked me down and tried to grab my briefcase. Yeah, but it was an accident, man. An accident? Really? What's going to happen to this man? We're going to book him. An assault, attempted robbery, and resisting arrest. Well done, Winsorp. Hey, man, I'm innocent. This guy bumped into me. I was trying to give him his briefcase back to him. Shit, I can't be going to jail because I'm asswipe ain't watching where he's going. Officer, I would like to press full charges. People like this are a menace to decent society. You're from a broken home, of course. If we was broke, so what? You have a history of juvenile arrests, I presume, drug abuse, reform schools, state prisons and all that? Yeah, I ain't talking to this guy. I want a lawyer. Is there a lawyer in the house? <clears throat> Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast. 12 random days of Christmas continues. I'm rolling solo like Han tonight. But tonight, I am coming at you with the 1983 John Landis classic, Trading Places. Dan Aykroyd. This man is physically threatening me. And Eddie Murphy. By Trading Places find out I'm, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this has been a great great mistake it looks just like the dude that had me busted it was the jokes it was the jokes you're a dead man valentine dan Aykroyd, eddie murphy billy ray valentine capricorn trading places coming this summer to a theater or drive-in near you now Sell 200 April 142! Upper crust executive Louis Winthorpe and down-and-out hustler Billy Ray Valentine are the subjects of a bet by successful brokers Mortimer and Randolph Duke. An employee of the Dukes, Winthorpe is framed by the brothers for a crime he didn't commit. With the siblings then installing a street smart installing the street smart Valentine in his position, when Winthorpe and Valentine uncover the sheen the scam sheen whatever, they set out to turn the tables on the Dukes. All right, that was Google. Let's see what IMDb has to say. A snobbish investor and a Willie Street con artist find their positions reversed as part of a bet by two callous millionaires. Again, this is directed by John Landis. And this stars. Did he? Did he win? I don't think he won. Eddie Murphy. Well, I know he was Academy Award nominee, but anyway, Eddie Murphy, the great Eddie Murphy, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Ralph Bellamy, Don Amchi. I think that's how you say his name. A Denholm Elliott. You might remember him as um, Marcus in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I think he was in Last Crusade as well. Um, The great, oh, Academy Award winner, Jamie Lee Curtis, and a bunch of other people. Um, What's-his-name makes a small little uh, appearance at the end, end, uh, James Belushi. Uh, There's a bunch of other people in this that you know that, um, let me see, what was that one guy's name? Um... 
do 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 he popped up in a lot of things oh uh what's his name clint smith he pops up in this uh, oh uh, a very young Giancarlo esposito he's in this as well uh paul gleason uh the great frank oz um who else is in this there's another gentleman oh bill cobbs he pops up in this uh the great bo diddley yeah jim belushi al franken he's in this um damn is that don is that the don mcleod let me see don mcleod he did he was the the guy in the ape suit not um jim belushi was in the ape suit for a second as well as uh what's his nuts uh beaks the hell's his name i'm sorry now i just said his name oh paul gleason yeah he's clarence beaks there was another gentleman in this film i've seen him in tons of things um i remember he was one of the writers in for saturday night live uh is it Tom Davis? No, 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 no. Al Franken, duh. I, I already said his name. No, there was someone else. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Trading Places. This was a film that I saw back in the day when it first came out in the theater. Eddie Murphy was on on a hot run uh, with his films. Um, I think Forty Eight Hours and Best Defense had already come out. Not sure if. Um, Beverly Hills Cop came out yet because uh, that oh okay this is okay this was 83 so Beverly Hills Cop was uh the next film and I think Best Defense was after that hmm let me see because Eddie Murphy was he was on fire in the 80s um he's still out there doing his thing I know he's got this uh, Christmas movie that's up now I, I haven't sat down and watched it yet Okay, 48 Hours was the first one. Trading Places was the second. Best Defense, then Beverly Hills Cop. Because at the time, I remember, uh, every 48 Hours, go listen to the Action Returns. We covered both of those films, so it's kind of way back in the catalog. So um, when Trading Places came out, uh, I was happy. Like, oh, sweet. Uh, I love Dan Aykroyd. I've always loved him So uh, since SNL, as well as Eddie Murphy. But uh, when Trading Places came out, so we went and saw it. And then I remember when Best Defense came out the next year later, it was uh, Eddie Murphy and Dudley Moore. He was only in it for like, I don't know, a couple minutes, if that. And everybody was mad. Because, of course, you put Eddie Murphy on the poster and and they show him in the trailer and everybody was already juiced for an Eddie Murphy movie. Nope, it was far from it. But then I remember during interviews, he was saying, you know what, you want to see me more? Wait until next year when my next movie comes out. Or later on that year, when he goes, when my next movie comes out. And then I was when Beverly Hills Cop came out. And then he kind of just blew up from there. And then he got that bum deal and just started started making crappy movies left and right. There was some in there that I liked. Um, but a lot of them were just... I guess when you sign some crazy movie deal, you just take whatever they... You're obligated to take whatever they, what they hand you. Uh, you probably have some say, but uh, it was different times in the 80s and the 90s as well. Because I think that was when that deal went through. But anyway, trading places. Why am I doing this, you say? Because this happens during the holidays. I know it was, uh, I believe it was right before Thanksgiving, then went into Christmas, then went into New Year's. 
But uh, yeah, this movie's hilarious. I love it. It's it's still fun to watch. I can watch it anytime. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, we already knew who she was, but if you've seen this film, and this is one of those movies where everybody was was kind of blown away because uh, Jamie kind of showed showed a little more than we what we've seen before. Uh, but um, she's an amazing actress. I love her in just about everything she has done, even um, the younger stuff. But yeah, there's some roles in there that weren't the greatest. But Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, his his resume speaks for himself. Other than he's one of the original uh, Saturday Night Live uh, alum. But this one takes place in the city of brotherly love, and with this one, of course, we got. Um, uh, the Dukes, Randolph and Mortimer, they're just two commodity brokers and they um just doing their thing over there. But these are just, just huge, rich, white snob guys that think they're uh, above the law and better than everybody else. And then they have their employee, their colleague, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Lewis Winthorpe. And he's as well, he, he's another broker and he, he's doing this thing, but he kind of gets caught up in some stuff there's some the the dukes are doing some shady things and he kind of calls them on it but they're like eh, don't worry about it because they were writing big huge checks uh for somebody and they weren't really sure what it was but these guys are so rich and they're bored with with their lives they have to try to uh ruin someone else's life so what they're what they were going to do is they chose dan Aykroyd to do uh some dirty stuff to him but before everything will fold into play, uh, I mean, uh, Winthorpe, he is a little snobby, rich guy, white privilege dude, thinks he's better than everyone as well. He's not as bad as the Dukes. There's a lot of people in this, uh, in this uppity rich society that, that, that they are living in because uh, the one woman that plays um, Dan Aykroyd's uh, fiance, oh my God, I hate her. What the hell was her name? Um... Where's the? I'm on Wikipedia. Where's the full cast? Uh, if you guys seen the movie, you guys know who she is. But I mean, maybe she's just a cool person in general uh, w- without being in this movie. But she played her role right. Uh, Kristen Holby. She played Penelope uh, Witherspoon. She was the the Duke's grandniece. And oh my God, she was just another one of those little just uppity prissy. I'm a princess and I don't have to work and I live off daddy's money or whoever's money. And I was like, ah, I hate those people. I've ran into many of them in my travels throughout this great country of ours, but and went to school with some of them. But anyway, that's another show, another story for another time. But anyway, so, uh, one day, uh, Winthorpe is going, uh, to work. He's got the payroll in his briefcase, and then we're introduced to uh, Eddie Murphy. He is just some homeless guy out in the street. He's a little con man. This part was funny because he's uh on, he's scooting along on a little um a little uh, cart with wheels, and he's uh portraying that he's well, he's a I think he was a Viet. He said he was a Vietnam vet, uh, and his uh, his name was his code name was Special Agent Orange. Um, he kind of harasses this little woman walking by but she doesn't have it she just keeps on going and then the police roll up on him and then they're like hey man we're, we just got a call that there's some uh some shady con men out here and then because he, he play he acts like he's blind he's like when they stop him he's like who's there who's there what do you want and then they tell him what they're doing and then they uh and they go yeah i lost my legs when i stepped on that landmine in in, in vietnam 
uh, and back in, uh, what do you say, 52 or some, some crazy date. Um, so he's, they're like, oh yeah, he goes, you were now? He goes, so were we, uh, where were you at? And then he goes, I was all over that place, man. <laughs> he just kind of goes into this rant. They don't believe him. So they pick him up. And then uh, he he's like, he was on his knees and he got like a blanket or something around him. So when they pick him up, he drops his legs and he goes, he goes, I have legs. Oh shit, I have legs. Then he goes, I can see. And then he's just kind of plays this whole thing. And they, well, all right, man, have a nice day. And he kind of walks off from them. Uh, he starts walking away. He passes where, or he passes this building um, uh, where Winthorpe is coming. But then as he's walking down the road, he sees another. Uh, patrol car pulls up and he kind of stops waves at them then he turns around really fast to uh, go the other way and this is when Winthorpe gets out of the car and he bumps into him uh, Winthorpe falls to the ground and Eddie Murphy's or uh, Billy Ray is holding the briefcase and he's like oh man here sorry man here's your briefcase try to give it back to him and he was like ah stop police he's trying to rob me and then he's like what what are you talking about then the police all come running over so he's like shit. He just he just bolts into the place where um, Winthrop was going, and it turns out to be whatever some uppity scale stockbroker place. Um, so <laughs> he runs in there, and then he's running around. It's a funny scene. The cops are chasing him, and then they all end up they end up catching him and all that. And he's like, uh, yeah, because when he falls to the ground, and then they all all these police pull their guns. He goes, is there a problem, officers? And then. They pick him up and he goes, yeah, man. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, Winthorpe comes. I want to press full charges on him. He was trying to steal the payroll. He's assaulted me. And he's like, man, he goes, you bumped into me. Billy Ray's like, you bumped into me. And then he's like, man, he goes, he goes, I need a lawyer. Is there a lawyer in the house? And there's a bunch of lawyers in there. And everyone's like, <clears throat> they all start checking their watches and everything. So they end up taking, uh, or before he goes off to jail, Winthorpe and Mortimer, they're kind of like, oh, you're you're a uh, you're a homeless person or, or whatever they were saying and he's like yeah and he goes so you, you come from broken home alcohol drugs uh violence and stuff like that and he goes yeah we were broke so what and then he's like oh okay so they end up the police end up taking away but mortimer and winthorpe are like he goes man he goes that guy's a, a product of society or whatever and then uh mortimer was it mortimer or winthorpe or no um which one was he? I think he, uh, Don Am Amche, I think that's his name. He was uh, Mortimer. I think Randolph was the other guy. He's like, uh, Don uh, Amche, I think that's how he says his last name, Mortimer. He was like, he's like, he goes, yeah, man. Or the, the other guy, um, Randolph was like, that man is a product of a poor environment. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him. I can prove it. Of course there's something wrong with him. He's a Negro. Probably been stealing since he could crawl. Uh, this, especially in the 80s, movies like this, I mean, there was a lot of uh, stuff that they wouldn't say today in, in, in comedy movies like that, like this, anyway. I mean, because the 80s was a different time, and they got away well with a lot of stuff. And be, um, John Landis, I know he said some things in Animal House. It wasn't that bad, but um, what else did he do? Did, I can't remember anything in Kentucky Fried Movie. There was none in American Wolf in London. 
But anyway, I mean, especially these movies in the 80s like this, there's some other words in this that uh, some racial slurs towards black people that they used in this, uh, referring to Eddie Murphy's character. Um, but so they were like, yeah, okay. So they, they put that, uh, that bed into place and they were going to use uh, Winthorpe to frame him for something so they can get Billy Ray in his spot to uh, see if he, if, if uh, they could make him or see if uh, Randolph, if he could make him this hardworking guy and be presentable in society or whatever their society is basically being a rich snob. So, I mean, the, the next scene was hella funny. We see, uh, Dan Aykroyd and he's trying to impress his girl and his, his servant is there. Uh, Marcus from Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's, he's a good actor. I love him in just about everything I see him in. Um, so, and he, he played a good role in this. He was, he was, um, uh, this, uh, the butler or whatever. And, uh, and driver. No, there was he, I think he was the driver too. Anyway, um, so he, yeah, they're kind of, uh, Winthorpe is talking to his, his woman and she's kind of like all impressed and everything. And so all that. And then when the next scene is when we get to when, um, Billy Ray's in jail and he's telling the story to, uh, three guys telling him, he goes, yeah, man, he goes, he, that he fought, uh, all these police. And they and they're like, hey, tell us how you beat on the cops or beat on the cop. And he goes, it wasn't cop, man. It was cops, s- plural. <laughs> he said about ten, twelve cops. <laughs> he said he's going talking all this shit, saying he beat them all up. And he goes, and he was telling me he knew karate <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And there's these two other guys uh, sitting in the in the cell talking shit to him. Um, I I can I'll play the clip. I can't do it justice. Tell how you beat on the cop. Wasn't no cop, man. It was cops. Plural. Nine, ten cops. Beat the shit out of ten cops and had to change my whole strategy around. Yo, when they brought you in here and booked you, you was crying like a pussy. Yeah. That's because it's when the cops fell, he threw tear gas in my face. And that's the kind of shit they use on crowds, man. I still walk in here like a man, so get out of my face, all right? I mean, you, you beating up on a man? You putting a man in a hospital? How come I don't see no marks on you? Yeah. Because I'm a karate man, all right? Karate man bruise on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. But you don't know that because you're a big Barry White looking motherfucker. Now get off my back, all right? I wish my bitches hurry up and get here. I ain't got no time to be sitting inside this cell with you. Where is your bitches, Mr. Big Time Pimp? Yeah. Didn't I tell you that the phone in my limousine is busted and I can't get in contact with my bitches? Yeah, the phone in the limo is busted. What are you, ignorant? Hey, look, sit down, all right? It ain't cool being no jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, so that, that scene was a little funny. I mean, that was probably like one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. So, but yeah, they, um, when he gets, uh, the, 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 um, the Duke brothers, they, uh, posted bail for, for, um, Billy Ray. So they got him out of there. And then they basically took him and told him, well, they were saying, hey, man, get in the car. And he goes, it's nice and warm in here. Whiskey, shaking this bottle of whiskey in his face. So he gets in there and he tells him, yeah. And he goes, yeah. He goes, you guys trying to set me up again? And he's like, no, we're, we're, we're the ones that bailed you out. So he's like, uh, okay. So he he uh, goes with them and they basically, they're taking him. 
they're, they're telling him, look, man, you're, you're going to come with us. We're going to give you a job. You can start you off with like 80 grand a year or some crazy amount of money like that. And they were telling him, yeah, he goes, just just come with us. We can give you a home and everything. So they take him to Winthorpe's house and just, okay, this is where you're going to live and all this. And it's a whole funny scene of him uh, being in the house. So I think it was later that same day or maybe I don't know if it was earlier. No, it must have been later because the Dukes were there. Um, the, uh, the Dukes hire this guy, Clarence Beeks, and they're telling him that, yeah, they, they said, look, we're going to, we're going to set this guy up. So what they do is, uh, Clarence Beeks kind of bumps into, um, Winthorpe and stucks, uh, drops something in his pocket. So they go into this big, huge meeting that they're doing and they're saying that, yeah, we hired this guy. He's going to be our new security and he comes up and says, yeah, he goes, we're going to, um, I want to uh, start something because there's, uh, something happened. Uh, there's a thief sitting among, among us. And they're all kind of like, oh, well, what? And he goes, uh, he goes earlier today, he goes, we planted some, uh, some $50 bills or whatever, marked them with red X's. And he goes, but later, later that earlier that day, they said, the, those, that money was stolen from a coat in the coat room. And he's saying that one of their operatives witnessed the theft. So they kind of walk up. They make all the guys stand up and say, put your hand on one of the shoulders and then reach in with your other hand and pull whatever's out in their right in their left pocket and throw it on the table. So he walks, he kind of beaks, kind of walks the room. Then he stops in front of Winthorpe as he's sitting there. Winthorpe's just looking at him like, what, what's up? And then he, he does a, uh, like a, some stack of bills and a money clip. He flips it over and it's got a red X. So he's like, well, that, he goes, I, I don't know where that money came from. And they pick him up. And then everyone, the Dukes are like, oh, Winthorpe, your parents would be so disgraced. And he goes, what? That's not mine. I didn't do it. So they end up taking him to jail. And this is when we see the great Frank Oz. He's like the police captain, I guess, um, or sergeant or whatever. But they're they're uh, booking him and everything. And they're, they they had to strip search him. And he was like, he goes, ah, you, you, he went in there with his white privilege thing, thinking he can just say whatever and nothing was going to happen. And he's got the best lawyers and all that. But then as they're digging through, well, first they told him to strip, but he wouldn't. So the, the police grabbed him and they took all his clothes off and threw all his stuff on the table and they were going through it. And then when they were digging through his jacket, they found a bag full of angel dust. So he went down for that and he's like, that's not mine. And he got all set up. So. Uh, while that's going on, Eddie Murphy's at, at his house, and then the next day he kind of wakes up, and then they uh, take him down to uh, wherever their broker place is, and, and explaining to him the business of what they do. They're, they're uh, commodity brokers. So this part was pretty funny, man. You, you got to watch the scene and everything. But they're they're explaining to him what he is. So he's like, okay, well that's what he's gonna do. Uh, obviously, Billy Ray had some kind of, of of schooling because I mean he took to it like that oh you know what he he's a hustler so man and when you're out there hustling in the street i know nothing of it just the stuff that i've seen growing up but i mean you got to know you got to know business especially you're dealing with money and, and all this big wads of money um you got you got to know that stuff so he was really he was really he learned really fast and he was able to do what they were doing so um so as he he was rising up uh the but Winthorpe gets out of jail and he's, he kind of goes after and tries to see uh, who framed him because when he's uh, leaving, 
leaving the jail, uh, his girlfriend came to pick him up. But when they're outside in front of the uh, police station, uh, Beeks, um, he stops. Uh, what the hell was her name? Jamie Lee's character. Um, Ophelia. He stops. She's a, a prostitute. So he stops her and kind of just whispers something in the ear. And then so she's like, OK, so when Winthorpe and his girlfriend walk out, out of the police station, uh, Ophelia, Ophelia runs up to him and like, oh, baby, yeah, I missed you. I love you. And started kissing him. And he goes, I just need a hit one bag, baby, and I'll be all good. And his girlfriend's like, who was who this? And he goes, I, I don't know. So she's like, she gets all mad and slaps him and then takes off. And then he's like, hey, thanks a lot. And she's like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, your your friend said you'd get off on it. And he went, who? And he goes, he pays me 50 bucks to do it. And he goes, who? He goes, a guy right there. And he points across the street and, and, and Beeks is gone. So he's like, he's got nothing. He doesn't know where to go. And he's telling her, like, look, um, if you can help me, I, I'll pay you. Because uh, they end up getting in a cab and they're going to the bank. And then he's like, look. And he's like, he goes, I'm rich. Uh, I'll pay you what you are. Just help me get to where I need to go. And. She's like, what do you mean? How do I know you're not hustling me? He pulls out his wallet and he's got all these crazy big credit cards and everything in it. He goes, think they just give anything? Do you think they just give these to anybody? So he goes in the bank. He tries to get some money and they start taking all his credit cards because they're saying, yeah, the bank or the I don't know, finance company or whoever called came and they told us to uh, confiscate all your cards and cut them and you have nothing. And he's like, ah, so he just at this time, he doesn't know what's happening to his life so he's like fuck man he's just like oh okay i'm gonna do what i gotta do i guess but ophelia feels sorry for him so she kind of takes him in and tells him all right look um i'll help you but i expect to be paid if you say you're this rich guy that that you're saying you are uh i want to be paid she goes i want to be paid four figures to help you out so he's like don't worry about it uh, i'll pay you as soon as we figure this all out so He's trying to get back in there. He does. Oh, when they were in the in the uh, the cab, they're they're driving by. They're driving, and then um, uh, Billy Ray. He's in the, he's in the limo. He pulls up, and uh, Coleman is, is his driver. He pulls up to the side, and then um, uh, Billy Ray is looking out the window. He's like, "Hey, that looks just like the mother, the the guy that got me busted." And then he, uh, Coleman's like, excuse me, sir. And he turns around, looks, and he sees Winthorpe. And then Winthorpe turns and goes, hey, that's my car, Coleman. He starts yelling at him. And he did, Coleman just punches it, and they take off. So, Because Coleman's in on it as well, but not because he wanted to. The Dukes, uh, obviously, he works for the Dukes. So he has to do what they say. So it was uh, Winthorpe trying to get his way back into there. Uh, he... he kind of bum rushes this this uh christmas party dressed up as santa this part's funny because i don't under, i mean he's in this rugged ass santa claus suit uh his beard's all black and, and everything and his suit's all rugged and dirty and this is a really rich upscale uh christmas party i'm like how come nobody said anything then but i don't know but he starts stuffing uh prime rib in his pocket he gets this big hole side of salmon stucks it and sticks it in his jacket and he's just fucking just drinking the the top shelf booze and he goes into uh, Billy Ray's office and plants all kinds of drugs and everything in there. But uh, er, er, before he went in there, Billy Ray was in there working and he was doing, uh, he was doing the checks. And then when he had noticed he had, I think it was $10,000 or something like that. 
he went down to the party and, and told the Dukes, it's like, hey, um, I got this check for 10 grand. He goes for a Clarence Beaks and we don't have anybody uh, by this name that works for the firm. And uh, I think it was Winthorpe, not Winthorpe, um, what was his name, Mortimer. He kind of all that. He goes, "That's don't worry about that. This is some something before you. Uh, I'll take care of it." And just takes the check from him. So obviously they were doing. They've been doing dirt uh, for 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 a long time. Who knows how long? Um. So he uh, he's like, "All right, man, whatever." So he kind of just gets his stuff and he's, he's leaving. Um. Or he was about to leave, and then he goes into his office, and that's when he sees he catches uh, Winthorpe in there. And he's like, hey, and he goes, look, he goes, I got you now. And he goes, starts calling for uh, the, the Duke brothers to come in. So they come in. He goes, look, he goes, he goes, I busted him. I got him. Look, he's got everything. He's got uh, the pills, the Coke grinder uh, shooting up uh, the things. And he just like a whole smorgasbord of drugs he got. And then Billy Ray's like, he goes, I don't know who this guy is. I came in here and he was planting this stuff on me with a scheme to try to, to get me fired or whatever. In the Winthorpe, or the, the Dukes were like, Warner, he goes, Winthorpe. And he goes, what are you doing? And he goes, this is what your life has turned into. So security comes in and ends up kicking him out. Or they try to kick him out, but he pulls out a gun. Winthorpe pulls out a gun. And then uh, he was going to was gonna shoot uh, Billy Ray, but he ends up just running out. Uh, of the party it causes a big scene out in the in the in the party room and then he just kind of jets so um oh the uh the dukes they go to i mean um when uh eddie murphy was cleaning out or billy ray he was cleaning out the desk he was throwing all the drugs uh in a wastebasket and then he there was a joint in there he grabbed that and just stuck it in his pocket because everyone likes to smoke the green bud i probably wasn't green bud then it's probably dirt dirt weed back in the 80s early 80s Anyway, not like this stuff today, boys and girls. Stay away from it if you're not old enough. Anyway, um, so um, he he goes to the bathroom. I don't know why he didn't just smoke it outside, but whatever. Um, he goes into, Billy Ray goes in the bathroom, lights up, start token on that joint. And then uh, the Dukes come walking in. So he hears them and he kind of pulls his feet up. And he doesn't know, he well, he was blowing smoke into the, um, the little air vent. So it would go out. I mean, even if you did that, I mean... He, you all know what weeds well. Some I'm pretty sure majority of you know what weed smells like. So I mean they would smell it as soon as you walk in. You probably smell it from the hallway, unless it was some weak shit. But anyway, uh, so he's hiding it. He's holding the joint. He sticks it in his mouth, and then he's just sitting there listening. Uh, one of the dudes kind of leans down, looks under the stalls, and makes sure no one's there. And then he's like, "Well," and he goes, "Well, you lost a bet." And then he's like, "So Mortimer." He pulls out a wallet or his wallet and then hands over the money. And it turned out he just betted him a dollar that he could ruin Winthorpe's life and get some somebody and make them uh, successful. And then what they did is what they did with Billy Ray. So Billy Ray heard all this. And then they're like, yeah, and he goes, OK, well, now we got to get rid of Valentine. And then uh, Mortimer uh Randolph was kind of like, well, he's been doing so good for us and making us all kinds of money. Let's, let's kind of stick him around. And Mortimer's like, no, he's a uh, N-word. And he goes, we can't have that working here for us. So they're like, all right, whatever. So we'll we'll figure it out. And he goes, let's let's do it after um, January 1st because there was this big uh, commodities thing that was coming up. 
uh, at the stock market. So they goes, we'll wait until that's over, and then we'll on January second we'll we'll can them. So Val, Billy Ray heard all this, so he goes running after to try. No, he leaves, and as he's obviously got this information, but when he's as he's leaving the building, he sees uh, Winthorpe, and he's like, hey, Winthorpe, and he goes running after him. But he's already smashed. He was powering the whiskey and all that, and he just kind of stumbles out into the into the crowd or into the streets, and he gets on a bus. And Billy Ray's uh, running. He looks, he sees him, and then he gets in a cab and goes chases after him. This part was pretty funny, and it's kind of gross all, all in one. Uh, Winthorpe was on the bus, and he's just faded, and he just he digs in his and, and he opens up his little Santa suit, and he pulls out that big side of salmon. And just starts chewing on it. And it's got hair and everything stuck on it. He's chewing on his hair. People on the bus are all looking at him. And then he gets off the bus when he gets to where he's supposed to go. And he's like looking, standing there and it's raining. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And he figures his life is over with. Uh, he gets that gun, pulls, sticks it to his head, pulls the, click, the, the trigger and it just clicks. And he's like, oh, whatever. And he just throws the gun and when it lands, it goes off. So he stumbles into the house. Uh, Ophelia is in there setting up the Christmas tree. And he just kind of goes into the other room. So Billy Ray sees him. He catches up and he goes into his, into that apartment. And he's like, hey, is there a Winthorpe here? And she's like, uh, wait a minute, I'll be right back. So she runs to the bathroom and she's like, Louie, Louie, uh, Valentine is here. And then they kind of opened up the door and he's laying in the tub. And he, like, he took some pills. Or whatever. So they're like, oh, fuck. So they, they kind of pull him out and then nurse him back to health. Uh, the next morning, he kind of wakes up. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, um, Ophelia's standing there. And uh, Billy Ray's standing there. And he's like, oh. Winthrop was like, I had this crazy dream that uh, I was poor. And uh, there was this, the I think he said Negro. I know he didn't say the, the, the hard N-word. He goes, yeah, but there was this guy that took my job. Then he opens his eyes and... Uh, he sees Billy Ray standing there. He goes, he jumps up. Ah, he starts choking. I'm going to kill you. And then, uh, Billy Ray's going, it was the Dukes. It was the Dukes. So he kind of lets him go. And Ophelia's like, look, man, he, what he's saying is right. So they kind of figure out. And, um, Winthorpe was like, all right, uh, this guy, these guys took me down. So now we need to take them down. So they're, they end up going back to, uh, well, Winthorpe's house in the beginning, but back to that house. Um, they talk to um, Coleman, and he kind of confesses, like, yeah, this is this is what happened, and this is what they did. I, I had to do what they told me to do. So he's like, okay. He goes, well, this is what we're going to do. Um, and so they're trying to figure out how to, what they're going to do, and then they figure out, okay, look, there's this big... Well, he heard... Uh, Billy Ray heard the, the Duke saying that there's going to be this, this this big agricultural thing coming up um, at the end of the year. So uh, it has something to do with the orange juice, the orange crops or whatever. I, I can't remember exactly. But uh, so they go, OK, well, we know go that they, they were going to hire. Uh, oh, no, they the Dukes hired Beaks to get some inside information so they can have that info the dukes can have that information to uh just make more money that the more money on top of more money that they already have so they go all right so they figured that look then we need we need to get the get it from beaks uh and everything so what they do they have this big old plan uh, they get on this uh it's like oh by this time christmas is already come and gone it's new year's it's new year's eve uh beaks was coming from 
I can't remember where he was coming from, but he was going to uh, New York City. I think he was leaving Philly. He was going to New York. Oh, yeah, they were going to New York. Um, so he had the briefcase with all the the, inform- the inside information that he had, and he was going to give it to the, the Dukes in New York uh, before they went out onto the trade floor. So they, they had this big old, there's a big old New Year's party. This is when Jim Belushi gets involved in it and everything. So what they do is they end up, it's a funny scene because uh, Beaks is sitting in his own little um, uh, car uh, on the train. And uh, Eddie Murphy comes walking in and this is, he's uh, dressed up as uh, an exchange student, an exchange student from Cameroon. He comes in, ha 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 ha, does that whole uh, big scene. And he's like, Merry New Year. And he goes, it's Happy New Year. Here in America, we say Happy New Year. And he goes, ah, thank you for correcting me and all this. And so while they're doing all that, and then here comes uh, Coleman. He's dressed up as an Irish uh, priest or or whatever. So he comes in, he sits down, starts talking. uh, And then uh, here comes... um, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, he's, he's, this was pretty bad as well. I mean, everyone laughs at it. Of course I did too, but he's, he's, uh, he's dressed up as a a Jamaican, uh, fellow and he's got blackface and everything. He's doing the accent and all this. And, uh, he's like, Hey, his name was like Lionel Joseph or something like that. And he remembers, um, uh, Billy Ray. I can't remember what he said. Billy Ray said his name was. But they like, ah, oh, they're laughing and having a good time. Uh, and then here comes uh, Ophelia. She uh, dressed up as, uh, she, she, always, she goes, my name is Inga from Sweden. And Coleman's like, but you're wearing Lederhosen or whatever he said. Because <laughs> he tried to say you were from uh, somewhere else, wherever that is. <laughs> so that all seems funny. I mean, look, if you haven't seen this movie, check it out. Look up that scene on YouTube. But uh, so they're they're on the train and everything. Fucking uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Winthorpe, uh, as the Jamaican guy lights up this big fat tailor, and he's puffing away <laughs> in there. Uh, and then, um, oh, uh, Beeks. By this time, he kind of realizes what's happening because uh, Ophelia gets up and goes, "It's time for the Swedish meatballs." And then he gets up and he sees it and he goes, "Look!" He goes, "All right, you guys." He, uh, he, you better, I know who you are. And he pulls the wig off of, uh, Winthorpe and he goes, all right, I know what you guys are doing. If you don't, uh, let me get out of here. Uh, the whore is going to get it. He was going to put a, I'm going to put a hole in this whore or whatever he said. But during all, before all that commotion, uh, he's got that briefcase with the, the information. They kind of do a switcheroo with these, uh, briefcases that they have. So they end up, they end up, but Winthorpe and the gang end up getting the real, the real briefcase away from him. So he, they kind of get him, and he, he's gonna kill him. He takes him into this, this back car, and in this back car, there's this big gorilla for some reason, uh, going to a, new, a zoo in New York. Um, they, uh, they're, they're in there. They, they're cutting through this, uh, the party car, and they kind of bump into uh, Jim Belushi, and he's like, "Hey, what's that?" And he goes chasing after them, and uh, the Beaks was about to kill them all in the back, but then. Here comes Jim Belushi, like, hey, what's going on back here? And then he kind of, Beaks turns and looks. He's got his back to the uh, cage where the gorilla's in. And that gorilla, boom, box him on the head, knocks him out. So when Beaks wakes up, he's got, uh, oh, no, uh, Jim Belushi's character, he got knocked out too. Um, they take his gorilla suit, put it on Beaks, and then they stick him in the uh, 
the the uh, the gorilla cage. So and then they, that that goes that way. He ends up getting stuck with him. He gets he's on his way to Africa. So Billy Ray and Winthorpe they go back. Um, they figure out okay, um, we're gonna go to this uh, to this place, and uh, and we're gonna just take them for as much money as they can because they have all the information the real information for for the crop the the or the, the orange crops or whatever so they go in uh ophelia she's got tons of money because she's been saving she didn't have a pimp or anything so all the money she was making she was saving i think she said she had like 40 something thousand and uh coleman whatever he had he goes this is my life savings please don't lose it so billy ray and winthorpe go to new york city to the to the trade center or wherever this was going on and they go in there and the dukes are there thinking that they have all the information and they're going to make all this money so as the stock market thing goes i don't understand any of how that works uh it seems like it's just a big like a big concert with tons of people in there everybody's screaming there's numbers all over the walls if any of you guys know how that works i mean cool i have I've seen this movie a billion times i still don't know how I don't understand the buying, the selling, the numbers, what this is and that is. But anyway, all that is going on in there. And they're just standing there. And uh, Billy Ray's like, is it time yet? And Wimthor's like, nope, not yet, not yet. And then he's like, all right, now's the time. And then they start, I think they started selling. No, they started selling. All right, sell at whatever, whatever price. And everybody's, ah, they all trying to, uh, they're selling whatever, all of this. And then, and then they get to, um. Uh, the numbers start going and going, and then it stops, and then this uh, the crop report comes on the TV screen. So they're all sitting there watching it, and then they're saying, okay, this guy comes on. Hey, well, the the, the weather uh, isn't going to affect this year's uh, harvest, so we're all good. That's basically what he said. And everyone was like, ah! So everyone starts screaming, seeing and yelling, and then next thing you know, uh uh, Billy Ray and Winthorpe start selling or no, they start buying. So they started buying and they were, ah, the, the Dukes had their guy in there. He was doing his thing, but he just, it was just getting out of control. They were losing so much money and then it, boom, it stopped. And whenever it stopped on, it says here, um, they did after the closing bell, Valentine and Winthorpe explained to the Dukes that they made it. Well, did, okay, wait a minute. I have to jump ahead. The commodities tr- trading floor, the Dukes commit their holdings by frozen uh, concentrate, uh, com- uh, commit their holdings to buying frozen concentrated orange juice. Uh, futures contracts legally committing themselves to buying a commodity at a later date. Other traders follow their lead, driving the price up. Valentine and Winthorpe short sell juice futures contracts at uh, at the inflated price following the broadcast of the uh, actual crop report and its uh, prediction that the normal harvest and the price of juice futures plummets. As the traders panic to sell their futures, uh, futures, Valentine and Winthorpe buy at a lower price from everyone except the Dukes, fulfilling the contracts that they had sort, short sold earlier and turning an immense profit. After the closing bell, Valentine and Winthorpe explained to the Dukes that they wa- they wagered a uh, well they could wagered on whether they could get rich by making the Dukes poor at the same to- same time. Winthorpe pays Valentine his winnings a dollar, and this is when the Dukes 
prove that when the Dukes prove unable to pay 394 million required to satisfy their margin call, the exchange manager orders their seats to be sold and their corporate and personal assets confiscated. Effectively bankruptcy, bankrupt, infect, effectively bankrupting them. So, but yeah, wherever they, wherever that last number stopped, Billy Ray and um, Winthorpe looked at each other and they were like, ah, they started hugging each other and screaming. And then the, the Dukes were like, how could you do this to us after all we've done for you? And that's when they explained the whole bet. So basically, when they were got, got all their, the Dukes got their assets uh, taken for uh, Randolph just falls over and it has a heart attack. And uh, Mortimer's like, he goes, he goes, hey, he goes, no, he goes, we need to, we need to turn those machines back on. And they're like, hey, well, what about your brother? And he's like, fuck him. And so he's like, no, no, turn the machines back on and all this. And then boom, basically those guys are, are bankrupt. They have no money. They lose their, their, their seats on the exchange, uh, basically putting them in the poorhouse in, in the process. And then we're out in some luxury beach somewhere. And uh, Winthorpe and Billy Ray are living there. All, all, they're all rich now because all the money they made. If you sit there and think about it, if someone found out what they did, they had the inside trading thing as well. As, as much as I've known, I, I could be wrong, but I mean, they but they did it to them just to get rid of of those two guys that probably been doing the Dukes that been doing this for who knows how long. So, but yeah, so the all, all well ends well for them. Everything is all good. And they're off living their life. Uh, Winthorpe is with, uh, Ophelia and Billy Ray. I don't know. He just had some chicks he probably met there, but they're, they're all, they're both rich and they all live happily ever after. And that's, uh, the movie. I mean, this movie is hilarious. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I know you can rent it. Um, elsewhere, wherever you rent uh, movies and everything, but this movie is hilarious. Uh, I think I have it on Blu-ray somewhere in this mess. Uh, I watched it on DVD. I was digging through my old DVDs and I saw it well when I was making up this list. And I haven't seen this in a while, so. But yeah, everyone, that is Trading Places. Um, still got some more for you this month, and but this uh, this one definitely takes place during the holidays. Like I said, it started off. Uh, there before Thanksgiving, then rolled into Christmas, then rolled into New Year's and everything. So, but this is definitely one of those holiday films. And when some people are like, why are you all the, the past few movies? Why are you doing these movies? They got nothing to do with Christmas. If you guys have been listening to this show when we, we first started doing the random twelve random days of Christmas, I said I'm doing movies that that kind of are around. It doesn't have to be about Christmas, but kind of take place during the holiday season. Because we did First Blood last year. And everybody like first blood. I ain't got nothing to do with Christmas. It was happening during Christmas, so that's what that's the what I do here for you guys. I, I mean, I could go down the list and uh, bring movies uh, and everything that, that about Christmas. I mean, like Home Alone. I guess yeah, that was about Christmas and it happened during Christmas time and everything. As well as Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and all that. Those also happened. I mean, Die Hard happened Christmas Eve when all and rolled into Christmas. Uh, when that was going on. But anyway, that's uh, the reason why I do these crazy random films for you. But anyway, everyone, that's going to be it this episode. Uh, come back for more. I don't know when that's going to be. This is only the third episode. So, yeah, come back for more. We still got a lot more for you guys. So, until then, everyone, be safe out there and party on. Party on.
It was a stone groove, my man. You are the most righteous. Yeah, right. Just get the fuck out, man. Let's go. Shit. Come on.